All right, let's get into the Word. 2 Kings, the 7th chapter. I am continuing a series that Pastor Henderson started um, in the middle, at the end, sorry, of, of October. Continue a series in the book of 2 Kings. We're preaching chapters 6 and 7, but I want you to turn to chapter 7, and I'm reading verses 3 and 4 of 2 Kings, the 7th chapter. This is what the Word of God said. Then there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate, and they said one to another, Why sit we here until we die? If we say we'll go into the city, there's a famine in the city, and we'll die there. If we sit still here, we'll die. Therefore, let us go and, 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 and fall onto the Arameans. If they spear us, we shall live. If they kill us, we shall die. Let us pray. Father, into your hands we commit this word. Let it be an experience that would transform, challenge, and turn us around. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So you, you got the backdrop a couple of weeks ago from Pastor Henderson. Things are bad in Israel. Life is really tough. It's, it's, it's difficult. People, people cannot even find food. A, a, a donkey's head. I don't know who had that on the menu, but it was sold for a lot of, of, of money. In fact, we, we, we pick up a story in 2 Kings chapter 6 from about verse 25. A woman is sharing a horrendous story with the king, and the story is that she had Johnny Cakes for breakfast. I'm not talking about Johnny Cakes as, as if it was a, a, a chain restaurant. Johnny was her son. They had her son for breakfast. She and another woman, they, they, they teamed up and they said to each other, girl, things are bad. She said, you know what? Look at your boy. Man, he, is, man, he looks malnourished. And look at my boy. He, he's about to die too. You know what? Why waste them? Huh? Let's eat them. You know what? Because my boy has a little more, more flesh in him, how about we eat yours first? And then tomorrow, you know what I mean, we'll saute my boy. By the time tomorrow came around, the, the other lady started thinking, oh no, I already got some brand new trousers for, for Timmy. Uh-uh. <laughs> she hit him. And the lady was angry. And, and, and with her carnival self, she went and she complained to the king. And the king in verse 25 said of 2 Kings chapter 6, what, you think I'm God? If God isn't helping, then who is me? And the issue was that, that, that the Arameans or the Assyrians, they had surrounded Samaria, which was the capital city of, 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 of Israel, and folks were being starved. The city was, was besieged. Food wasn't coming out. Nothing, no, 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 no water or, or supplies. People were dying. The, 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 the prices in the supermarket had, had, had skyrocketed. It was a recession. No, it was a depression. Things were awful. But you know why it happened? Because of a man by the name of Elisha, the prophet, he had those people in the palm of his hands. They came to kill him 
He tricked them, got them into Samaria, had the army surround them, and the king said, God is good, let's kill them. E e Elisha said, uh-uh, don't kill them. Feed them. Don't murder them. Give them mercy. Huh? And, and have you ever had an experience where the very person you help turns around and hurts you? Have you ever had an experience like that? And, 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 and when you have those experiences, I, I, I know, I know, the ugly comes out in you. And you start thinking, man, I should have I kicked him when he was down, huh? Old dog like him. I, I know. I know, yeah. And, and, and this is how the, the, the king, he's, he's feeling we should have destroyed them, not given them desserts. That's what we should have done. So he goes to Elisha's house to choke him. And he showed up at Elisha's house, and, and Elisha rolled up, rolled out with a smile. He's like, hey guys, what, what's happening? What's what? And Elisha, with a big smile on his face, he's like, yeah, I know things are awful, but tomorrow. When, 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 when did I say church? He said tomorrow about this time, verse 1 of chapter 7, fine flour, Bali shall, shall be sold for nothing. He was saying that there's going to be such a drastic, dramatic turnaround that it, it's, it's almost improbable. Huh? Bread that was being sold for $50, a loaf, it, it's going to be sold for, for $2.50. So the, the king's armor bearer, he's like, he started being sarcastic. He's like, what? Will God like open like a window in heaven, like start throwing stuff down? He's like, please. And Elisha said to him, you're going to see it, but you won't taste it. You don't believe? You're going to see it, but you'll never experience it. You're going you're to observe it and, and, and witness the experience of people being blessed, but because of your lack of faith, you won't partake in it. And, and I, 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 I can't be too angry with the king's bodyguard uh, because the, 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 the promises of Elisha sounded ridiculous. There were some ridiculous promises. It's almost like, like one, of, one of my favorite comical moments, right? Go and ask my mom for money, for tennis shoes. I want that Air Jordan. It's only $316.89. Why are you tripping, mommy? And mom would be like, boy, do you think money grow on trees? And of course, my response would be, of course money grow on trees. Bank of America has branches, right? <laughs> and then I had to duck. Because I didn't see what was coming. So, so the guy's being sarcastic. He's like, he's like, what? Is God gonna like throw in stuff out, out of heaven? But 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 why would he doubt? Why would he doubt when it was the same Elisha who had spoken a word from God and, and bears came out of the forest? It was the same Elisha that, that with a word told the, 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 the leper name and go dip. And his, his skin was restored again. It was the same Elisha that, 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 that took a meal that could have fed probably about 15 people and he fed almost a thousand. It was the same e Elisha who had asked God to blind the soldiers and then regain their sight. Why would he doubt? Why would he doubt? You know why he doubted? He doubted because at times... When we are stressed and distressed in our moments of, of, of weakness and worry, in, in our times of, of desperation and, and, and difficulty, it's sometimes 
It's sometimes hard to believe God's promises. Huh? You see, sometimes trouble would, would crush your courage and, and deepen your despair and, and, and flatten your faith. It's, 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 it's trying sometimes to believe that God could make a way in the midst of my, 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 my hell and my horror. I mean, you've been hearing the promises, ask and it shall be given, seek and you shall find, knock and the doors shall be opened. And you, you say to yourself, but, but I've been asking for a long time. I've been seeking for a while now. I've been, I've been knocking and, and nothing is coming my way. My God shall supply all my needs according to his, his riches and glory. Why in the world am I still broke? Huh? So a lot of times trouble would cause us the, 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 the perplexing, problematic um, issues in our lives would, would cause us to, to doubt the power of the Almighty God. No wonder Auntie Ellen said that we have nothing to fear for the future except we forget where the Lord has helped us in our past history. Huh? So that's why, that's why for me, being in church is so crucial. It's so, it's so vital to my, to, to, to my faith and my, 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 my nourishment and my, my sustenance and my, my, my hope and my belief in God's ability to do what he says he will do. It's, church is crucial because some, some, some Sabbaths I might just be in the valley of despair and, and Pastor Henderson might speak a word that would just lift my spirit, huh? Some Sabbaths I might come roll up in church and I'm feeling down and out like a loser and the, and the, 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 the praise theme might just break out with, a, with an old spiritual, the Lord is, is blessing me right now, huh? I might just come to the filling station on, on, on Wednesday evening and, and Elder Lillian Honkins might just start singing, there shall be showers of blessings. This is the promise of love. Some words, so I, I need my church family. I, I need folks that I can call and, and rely on and, and share my deepest um, hurts and wounds and, and difficulties with. I, I need it. So he doubted, he doubted, he doubted because he couldn't believe God's word above his circumstances. He couldn't believe that God could, 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 could cause a great turnaround because things were, were so bad. And if we can get to the place in our lives where we believe that God is bigger than any problems we can have. God is greater than any trials that you can bear. And, 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 and no matter how ridiculous the promises of God may seem, God is still true. Numbers 29 and verse 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie. Nor is he the son of man that he needs to repent. If he says it, he shall do it. If he has spoken, it shall come to pass. I believe it. I believe it. I don't care how difficult and, and dung and, and, and distressing my circumstances might be. God says he can make a way. God says that he can do what no other person can possibly do. I believe it. I believe it. So, 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 so then my question is, how would God turn things around? With such ridiculous promises, how would God make a way where there seems to be no way? How would God take them from the valley of despair to the mountain of hope? How would God take them from the dark night of, of hopelessness huh, to the sunlight of a brighter day? How would God turn Things are wrong. Verse 3 tells us that at the entrance of the gate of Samaria, 
there were four leprous men. And what they were doing, they were doing what leprous men do. They were lighting candles, licking their wombs, and having pathetic pity parties. That, that's what they were doing, right? But, but all of a sudden, an idea struck one of them. He said, man, man, hold up, this ain't make no sense, man. He said, why sit we here until we die? He said, no, listen, if, 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 if we go to the city, right? Oh, man, ain't no food in the city, so we'll die there. If we sit here still, guess what's going to happen? We're going to die. You know what? How about we go surrender to the enemy? And someone was probably saying, well, 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 yeah, that's, that's an interesting idea. If they spare us, we will live because there is food. But if, if they kill us, someone said, well, well, what if they kill us? The other guy was like, duh, <laughs> we're going to die. But their question, their question is what, is, what, is, is what stirs my spirit this morning. They said, why sit we here until we die? We got to try something new. We got to do something different. We, we got to be creative in this situation. And, and you, you know, they, they immediately looked at their, their circumstances and they began thinking solution. You see, I, I've learned, I have learned, I've learned, Elder Dudley, that our most precious energies, one of our most prized possessions as human beings is our mental faculties, is your ability to use your brain. But a lot of times, a lot of times, we take that precious brain power and we use it negatively. We use it to worry about tomorrow. Well, what if I can't get my tuition pay? What if I can't get my rent? What if I don't get married? What if, what if, what if? We use it to worry. And someone told me that worry is a down payment on tomorrow's troubles. Huh? Use it to, to worry. But instead of using it to worry, this is what I meant. Let's use it to think solutions. Let's use it to think a way out. Let's use it to, 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 to try something new. I heard that insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different outcome. That's a lunatic. It's a mad person. Huh? Insanity. You're doing the same thing. You, you, you're praying for five minutes every morning, and you're surprised that you're a weak Christian. Duh. It's insanity. Huh? You're reading one verse a morning and you are shocked that you don't even know the Bible. It's insanity. Huh? You're choosing to spend more time looking at your losing NFL team. I won't talk about the Raiders or the 49ers. I won't go there. Instead of spending quality time in your marriage and you're shocked that it's under rocks. It's insanity. It's doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And the guy said one to another, why sit we here until we die? Let's try something different. Let's do something original. Let's come up with something new. Why sit we here until we die? I heard someone saying that, that if you keep on doing what you're doing, then you'll keep on getting what you're getting. Turn to the person next to you and tell them if you keep on doing what you're doing, Oh, tell them with some attitude. What's up with that? Tell them if you keep on doing what you're doing, then you'll keep on getting what you're getting. Oh, they didn't hear you. Tell them one more time. If you keep on doing what you're doing, 
then you'll keep on getting what you're getting. That's a simple fact of life. I remember hearing about um, a couple of shoe-shining men in downtown Manhattan, right? And, and a businessman was walking along 42nd Street, and he came to the first corner, and, and, and the shoe-shining man walked out to him. He said, man, mister, your, your shoes are a bit dirty, man. You, come on, man, you need a shoe shine. The guy looked at his watch. He said, man, I'm busy, man. Holler at you another time. And he was, he was coming to the, another block, and a shoe-shining man rolled out at him, man. He said, man, he said, come on, you're a businessman. You can't go to work like that. He said, man, I, I know, but I'm, I'm really busy, man. Not, not, not today. So as, as soon as he was coming to the third block, he saw this shoe shining. Man, he came up to him and he was saying 97, 98, 99. He said 100. He said, good day, sir. Today's my birthday. And I have made a vow that the 100 person to come by my shoe shining stand, I'm going to give them a free shoe shine. The guy looked at his watch. He said, man, I'm, I'm busy, man. But, man, it's your birthday, man. I'm, yeah, go, go, go on ahead and hook me up. And, and the guy shined his shoes, man, so well that the man could have seen his face in his shoes. Took back the shoes, and he was walking away. And he, then he stopped, and he turned around. And he, said, he said, man, how much do you, you usually charge for a shoe shine? He said, well, only $10, sir. He said, man, since it's your birthday, man, let me, let me, let, let me give you $20. And as soon as the businessman was out of sight, the shoe-shining salesman turned around and he said, 97, 98, 99, 100. Good day, sir. Today is my birthday. He tried something different. Are, are you all feeling this message? He tried something new. And the four leprous men said one to another, why? sit we here until we die. It makes no sense. I remember I was preaching a sermon like this about 11 years ago at my home church and, 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 and I was talking about a lady for, for the last 15 years. She's been cursing her husband for putting his feet up on her center table. Someone in the audience shouted she needs to move the table. Try something different. Try something new. Why Sit we here until we die? It's a good question. Why sit we here until we die? If you keep failing at the same things over and over again, stop being insane. Try something different. If you keep, I mean, why are you keeping candy in your closets and you have an appetite problem? Try something different. Why are you only trying to figure out that you should be moral and stay pure when you're in the back seat of a car, try something different. Try something different. Huh? When are we going to do new things? Because if you keep doing the same thing, you'll keep getting the, the, the same results. It's, it's insane. And, and you know what I've learned about life is that God, God's blessings is predicated on the choices that we make. You make the same choices, then you'll get the same blessings. And it's when you step out and you try something new, then God begins to show up in ways that you've, you've never seen him work before. Huh? So what does the four leprous men do? They decide to do something new. They didn't want to keep sitting in the same place, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. No, they got up and they said, we're going to surrender ourselves to the enemy. And you know, back in the day, if you had leprosy, when you got 10 feet within a person, um, you, you had to lift your hands and you had to cry out, unclean, unclean. 
so the person could get out of the way. And as soon as they got 10 feet away from the camp of the Assyrians, they lifted their voices and they cried, unclean, unclean. And the Bible says that God took the weak, wavering words of, 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 of four lean-looking leprous men. And the Assyrians, instead of hearing unclean, they heard as if a whole army was coming against them. Instead of hearing unclean and the, the, the voices of, 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 of weak, leprous men, they were hearing troops and tanks and, and, and horses rushing at them. They said, man, the, the Israelites have, have, hired, have hired an army for us and they fled in terror. I tell you, the song says there is no secret what God can do. What he's done for others, he can do for you. I love that hymn we sang. The Lord's our rock. In him we hide. He's a shelter in the times of all storms. God took, God took, God took the feebleness of four men who were dying but wanted to do something different and he caused an entire nation to be blessed. Huh? Men, when they came and they looted the camp of the Assyrians, the next day, the very next day, the stuff that was sold for 50 bucks was sold for uh, $2.50. There, there was the famine immediately ended. The recession immediately passed because, because somebody wanted to try something different. You know, in this life, as you walk with your God, as you make big changes in your life, you want to examine your choices that you make and, uh, and, and, and the direction of your life. You, why are you still in the same bad relationship? After 15 years, you expect the joker to change? You must be crazy. Huh? Why are we still doing the same thing over? Why are you still trying to quit smoking after 10 years? Try something different. One guy said, you know how I quit smoking? Huh? I wet my matches. So every time I tried to smoke, right, by the time I, 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 I got it dry, I, I mean, I lost the courage already. Try something different. And as, 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 as I attended the, the men's retreat with, 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 with Elder Baker and David and, and Larry the, and, and, and Chad, the guy down there said something. The preacher said, he said, you need to have some ridiculous faith. And when it's time to serve God and it's time to step out and, and it's time to receive your blessing and it's time to allow yourself to be marked for favor and your season for, for fruitfulness, you need to have some ridiculous faith. You hear me, church? Huh? I mean, if you want to cross a river, right? Or see, the sensible thing is to, is to build a bridge or take a boat. You don't just walk through the water. That's ridiculous faith. Huh? You, 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 you want to you wanna take a wall down, you, you use a hammer or, or, or a sledge or, or a back, or you don't just march around it. That's ridiculous faith. Huh? If you want to feed 5,000, you go to Costco and you order wholesale. You don't pull a little boy aside and ask him for his sardine and his whole wheat bread. That's ridiculous faith. And when you're ready to do something different in your life, when you're ready for God to show up in a major in a mighty way, when you're ready to be blessed beyond your wildest dreams and imaginations, you're going to use your ridiculous faith. You're going to try something different. You're going to try something new. Why sit we here until we die? You need to leave with that question today. You need to think about the decisions you've been making. 
Think about the results that you're getting in your life. Think about the, the hardship that you're putting yourself in. And you want to ask yourself, why am I still here? Huh? Is it the grades in, your, in, your, in, in school? Is it your family life? Is it keeping continually making the wrong relationship choices? Think about your life. Where, where do you expect to be in five years? And let me tell you what I've learned about life as I, as I counsel people and I listen to, 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 to us. You, you know, if you keep making the same decisions, you would wake up 20 years later and your life is still in the same mess. And you know what we do? We put that mess on God. We blame God. We say, but God don't work. He don't work because you didn't. You know, if those four leprous men had stayed there, they would have died. And what would you say? God killed them? They would have died because they refused to do something different. But they said, we, 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 we won't roll like that. We're going to do something new. And I just feel today that there are some people in this place. There are some people hearing this message and saying, Pastor Thomas, I am tired, man. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I want to do something different. I want to do something new. New in my relationship with God. New, new in my career. I, I, I don't want to keep being lazy. There might be someone who you haven't made that serious commitment to walk with Jesus. He's not your best friend. And today you, you want him to be your best friend. And today I want to give you that opportunity. I want to give you that opportunity as we stand. As we stand, everybody. As we stand. I want to pray for somebody today who wants to step out by faith and do something ridiculous with their lives and allow God to, to take them to another place. Do you just seek a closer walk with God? You want to drop some stuff that you've been practicing? You want to try some new things? Then I'm praying for you today. Or you, as I said earlier, you, you want to say, Jesus, I, I need you in my life. I can't keep living like I'm living. I want to pray for you today. So as our heads are bowed, as our heads are bowed and our hearts are lifted to heaven, I'm praying for some people that wants radical change in their lives. Oh God, thank you for being such a merciful and a kind Savior. Lord, I'm glad that we can trust you. I'm glad that we can depend on you. I'm glad that your word never fails and your promises that they are sure, Lord, we can take them to the bank. Father, today there are those under the sound of my voice, those that's hearing this message, they, are, they don't want to remain where they are, Lord, but they want change. And as we pray, if you're such a person, and you want to say, today is my moment with God. I want you to do something radical. I'm not going to make it easy for you. I want you to step out of your pew and come on down. You want to make a decision to live for God and for God to live in you. You're going to try some new things. You're going to drop 
some, some practices that are destroying your life and you want God to fill your life. I want you to come down and join me really quickly. Step from the pews right now and come on down and join me. I want to pray with you, for you. Want that decision to be real. We are praying for someone right now, church. We are praying. People are about to, to be brave and bold for God. Come on down. Come on down and join me. In the name of Jesus, come. You want difference in your life. Amen. There are others that need to make this move. Let's do it really quickly. You want difference in your life. God, God, God has the power. He has the resources to, to change you, to change your circumstances. I'm not talking about what I've read, but I'm talking about what I've experienced and what I've seen in the lives of so many of those who are hearing this message. There are others that need to make this move. Come on down really quickly. You haven't made a decision to accept Jesus. Or you probably did and you have kind of slipped back and you're saying, Pastor, this is my Sabbath. Have God touched me in a profound way? Come. Come, we are waiting. People are praying for you all over this place. Love is surrounding you all over this place so that you can make a decision. Your marriage might be broken. Huh? Your heart might be hurting and you're saying, I, I need to make some changes. And God is so willing and so available to help you through this time of crisis. Come in the name of Jesus. Make your move right now. Slip from the pews. There are others that's here. They're waiting for you to join them. Come on down. Let's finish the prayer. Father, we are, we are thankful, oh God, for those who have come. Oh God, take them by the hands and lead them, oh God, to a better place. Give them your strength, your power, your grace, your forgiveness. And let them, let them know how loved they are, Lord. Let them know how much you cherish them and how much you want to live in them. Break every, break every, every habit. Crush every deplorable circumstances that they're in and give them life in its abundance. Thank you, God, for answering these prayers of ours in the awesome name of Jesus. Amen.